What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Man, man, oh man, oh man. I am so happy to be here with all of you. Uh, listen, for those of you that don't know who I am, uh, my name is James. My nickname when I was in middle school was Little James, although I'm not little anymore. Um, let's see here. I got two dogs. Uh, their names are Ellie and the other one. Does anybody know my other dog's name? Boomba. Everybody say Boomba. Boomba. Everybody say with some bass. Boomba. Um, so those are my two dogs. Um, I'm married. Uh, my wife's name's Brooke. Uh, we've been married now for four years, been dating for 10. Uh, we are middle school sweethearts. Yes. I told your parents I wasn't going to tell you that, though, because it gives you false hope. Like, the relationship that you were in is probably not the one that you're going to marry. Just letting you know that now. But, you know, God had favor on my life. And so... Um, Excited, excited though for tonight. Uh, how many of you believe uh, that anything good could happen in this room tonight? Yeah. Come on. I just want to see what I'm working with tonight. Well, listen, hey, if, if church is not your thing, uh, uh, if organized religion is not your thing, don't worry. It's not mine either. I just love Jesus. Um, and I fell in love with Jesus at a young age. Um, and, and God radically changed my life. And so I'm only standing here on this platform preaching to you by the grace of God. Uh, I would not be here had it not been for him uh, intervening in my life. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of sitting in a moment right now that just feels like, like I've been in your seat, but you've never been where I am right now. But I've been where you are, and so I'm so excited to, to just talk for a few minutes tonight. And uh, how many of you know that you can have fun at church? Uh, yeah, church, I believe church should not uh, be endured. Church should be enjoyed. And, uh, ooh, that's good. Okay, well, um, listen, anybody, anybody got a, uh, a Bible on them uh, today? Is Anyway, we're in a series called uh, The Youth Will Win. And so I'm going to be preaching from the Old Testament today. Um, and so I'm going to be in Daniel, Daniel chapter 3. And uh, is anybody like Googling stuff? Anybody? Like when you are just curious about something, does anybody go to Google? You guys are so lucky, by the way. Can I just vent to you for a second? Like when I was in middle school, we didn't like have that. Like we, we had to like call our grandma. You know what I mean? Like nowadays you literally can just Google anything and you could get the answers to it. And so I, I started Googling um, a question that I had and it, and, it, and it drew me to this passage. I was asking how or who are some of the youngest people in the Bible? Uh, because we're in a series called The Youth Will Win. And I discovered that there's these, uh, these four people in the Old Testament. Their names were Daniel, Shadrach, that's a cool name, Meshach. Anybody know the last one? Oh, man, I'm preaching where the amens run wild. Come on now. And, uh, and the last one was Abednego. And uh, I found out that these teenagers were between the ages, catch this, of 11 to 13 years old. How many of you raise your hand if you are between the ages of 11 to 13? So I'm excited to share this story with you because I think that uh, this is going to put it in a new perspective for you. So if you got your Bible, turn with me to Daniel chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to read it from the screens. We're going to read all the way straight through, so just guys got your biblical running shoes on. We're about to read a lot. 
So hopefully I could do this. All right, let's hit it. Daniel chapter three. Here we go. Shh. King Nebuchadnezzar built a gold statue, 90 feet high and nine feet thick. That's a big statue. He set it up on the Dura Plain in the providence of Babylon. And then he ordered all the important leaders in the providence everywhere who was anybody to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their places before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. Herod then proclaimed in a loud voice, attention, everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen. When you hear the band strike up all the trumpets and the trombones, the tubas and the baritones, the drums and the cymbals, fall to your knees and worship the gold statue that the King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Anyone who does not kneel and worship shall be thrown immediately into the roaring furnace. The band started to play. The band started to play. And a huge band equipped with all the musical instruments of Babylon and everyone, every race, color, and creed fell to their knees and worshiped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Just then, some Babylonian fortune tellers stepped and accused the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. You gave strict orders, O king, that when the big band started playing, everyone had to fall to their knees and worship the gold statue. And whoever did not go to their knees and worship it had to be pitched into the roaring furnace. Well, there are some Jews here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have placed in high positions in the province of Babylon. These men are ignoring you. O king, they don't respect your gods and they won't worship the gold statue you set up. Furious, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in. And when the men had brought in, Nebuchadnezzar asked, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you don't respect my gods and refuse to worship the gold statue that I have set up? I'm giving you a second chance. But from now on, when the big band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I have made. If you don't worship it, you will be pitched into the roaring furnace. No questions asked. Who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, King Nebuchadnezzar, oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, your threats mean nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else that you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a big difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. I'm a little winded. That was a lot to read. Okay, after a long message like that, we have to do a really long prayer now, okay? So would you all just pray with me for a second? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Would you speak right now? Thank you for LeBron James. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. 
Amen. Well, I'm so excited to get into this message with you. And, uh, okay, let me ask you a question. Any music lovers? Here's a better question. Anybody don't like music? There's always one. There's always one. Okay. Uh, if you're anything like me, if I could be honest with you, I have a tendency of getting songs stuck in my head. Anybody else get songs stuck in their head? Okay. Can we, can we try something real quick? I just want to see... I want to see if all the, the amens will really warm wild in this place. Okay, so if I'm just going to say, Kiki. Key, key. I knew you weren't saved. <laughs> How about this one? How about this one? California. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Hey, did you see my dance moves, though, with that in your, in your feelings? Y'all weren't ready for that. I should have let you know. But uh, you know what's so funny about, about songs getting stuck in your head? Is that, like, you may not even like that song, like, in your feelings. You know what I mean? Like, you might be so sick and tired of that song and people doing the in your feelings challenge. But... Can I just tell you what happened to me? When I first heard that song, I was like, this song is so lame. Like, like I don't even like this song. Like, why is everybody doing this, like, dance challenge to this song? Like, I don't even like this song. You know what I mean? And then, and then what ended up happening was by, like, the end of the week, I'm laying in my bed. I'm ready to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, I, in my mind, I hear, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave. And, and, and I'm literally trying to get this song out of my head. But this song keeps playing. And you know what's crazy is that, like, I didn't even like that song. But eventually I started thinking about that song. And then I started singing that song. And then I started learning the dance moves to that song. But I'm about to flip it because you weren't even ready for this. The enemy likes to do just that. Check it. If the enemy can play a song enough, if the enemy can play a sound enough, you may not even like it, you may not be for it, but if he can get it enough in your ear, you'll start thinking it, you'll start saying it, you'll start dancing to it, you'll even start bowing to it. Now, there might be some of us in the room that would be like, no, I would never bow down to that. And in this story, there's, a, there's these three guys that they say that there was a band and, and a king, he, he made a creed and said, when the sound begins to play, I want every single person, every color, every race, every creed to bow down. If you don't bow down, you're going to be thrown in the furnace. And it said that there was all these people that were standing, and as soon as the sound began to play, everybody started dropping like flies. Everyone started bowing down, except for three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, you might be saying, I don't know what this has to do with me, but I want to tell you, there is a sound being played in your school. There is a sound that is being played that pop culture and celebrities are celebrating and saying, this is the sound. 
And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll start falling into the sound. You'll start bowing to the sound. You don't believe me? What happened to the fifth grader that, that said, I'm never going to be like everybody else. But now you are just as disrespectful to your teachers as the other kids in your class. What happened to the kid that was in sixth grade that said, no, I'm never going to be disrespectful to my parents, not like the way that my friends treat their parents. But now you keep running your mouth on your mom. Oh, now you're in eighth grade. You're in eighth grade and you care more about how many likes you got on your Instagram than how many likes Jesus has. But you don't understand because you never been where I had to go or you never went to the school I had to go to or you never grew up where I grew up, Pastor James. And, and so you don't understand that it's a lot harder now. But the truth is, is that God is looking. He's looking for a group of young people between the ages of 11 and 13, maybe 10, maybe 14, maybe 15. He's looking for a group of young people to say, no matter what the sound is, I'll never bow to it. No matter what the enemy plays, no matter how many people start bowing, I know what I believe in. And I'm going to stand up for what I believe in. I'm not going to bow to the sound that everybody else is bowing to. And so the first point I want to tell you is this. If you're taking notes, I'm going to give you four things to not bow to. The first one is this. Don't bow to the sound. You know, today there is a sound that is being played. And you could hear it. You, you, you can hear it. Uh, when, when you first uh, started going to middle school, how many of you know that, that, that your world drastically began to, sh to change at a very fast pace? How many of you realize or remember when, when you started going to middle school and you started realizing, wow, people actually talk like that? Wow, people actually start, are doing that. I thought that was something that only high school kids do. But I just started realizing, wow, Mom and dad, you have no idea what people are doing at school right now. And, and you found yourself immersed in a, in a school where, where there's a sound that's being played and, and, and people around you are, are, are stuck singing the lyrics, the melody to this song. And, and the crazy thing is that, is that it, it's not hard to, to learn the moves to the sound. It, it's not hard to, to get the words stuck in your head. In, in fact, Sin is, is, is very easy to get caught up in. And, and in fact, it's very natural to want to cuss out your teachers. In fact, it's, it's very natural to want to look at naked bodies. In fact, it's, it's very natural to want to do this, but, but, there, but God is looking for people to say, even if it's natural, I'm not going to do it. Even, even if it feels right, doesn't make it right. And just because everybody else is bowing to the sound of this world, I don't bow to a big statue. I bow to a bigger God. The second point I want to give you is this. Don't bow to the pressure. The Bible says that in this passage of Scripture, every race, every color, every creed, was represented, and it says that there became a sound, and a sound started to play. And when the sound began to play, it says that everyone began to take a knee and bow down. 
Now, I know what it feels like to be in middle school. I, I remember these days very vividly. In fact, these were the worst days, if I could be honest with you, of my life. You know why? Because they call it middle school for a reason. It's because you're in the middle of being both a child and a young adult. You are in the middle ground of trying to figure out who am I? Man, I should have just wrote faith in the middle on just middle school, right? Because middle is, is literally, it is the most awkward stage of your life. Like your body's changes, your voice is changing up and down. You got this thing that's growing on your throat. Girls, you're starting to break out and you don't know why. Like other things have happened that I'm not going to say on the microphone. When you are in middle school, and, 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 it's, and it's crazy because everybody's trying to figure out what they'll stand for in middle school. Middle school is a place where there is a, a sound that is being played. But God is looking for a group of young people that will take a stand. That when everybody else is smoking, popping, and drinking... When everybody else is cussing, when everybody else is talking down to their teachers, God is, God is searching. He's searching the earth for a group of young people, for just one person that says, even if this is the sound that everybody is doing, I'm not going to bow to it. I'm different. There's a calling on my life. There's something different about me. I have the spirit of the living God living inside of me. And so I'm different. I'm not called to be like you. I'm not going to bow to what you bow to. I'm not going to act like you. I'm not going to try to blend in because everybody else is doing it. Is there anybody in this room tonight that would say, I'm not bowing to what everybody else is bowing to. I'll stand even if nobody else stands. And so the Bible says that, that because these, these three guys didn't bow to the sound and they looked around and they saw everybody else bowing down, they chose to not bow down. And I, I just wonder if, if you can relate to this. I find myself in the story as these three young guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know why? Because I remember what it's like to be in an environment where everybody else is bowing and I'm the only one who feels like I'm supposed to stand. And so, I don't know what that beeping is. That's weird though. Um, but everybody is bowing. And these three guys began to stand. And there's a pressure. There, there is a tendency that is going around, guys, that, that, that because everyone is bowing, you feel the pressure to blend in. Have you ever, have you ever felt the pressure to blend in? Have, have you ever felt like, like, if you didn't blend in, you were going to lose some friends? You, you ever feel the pressure of, like, like you hear a really good message at church, God begins to speak to you, you, you decide, you tell your small group leader, I'm going to change my life, I'm going to change my ways, I'm, I'm doing that, I'm done trying that, I, I'm done hanging out with these people, and then you go back to school the next day. You will go back to school the next day, and you realize, wow, uh... Pastor James, um, remember that night we had last week? Remember how you prayed for me? Well, I went back to school and, and everybody else was, was bowing, but they weren't bowing to the same thing I was. Last night I was bowing to God. When I came to school, everybody else was bowing to all these other things. There was a sound that was being played and it was like they didn't even realize it, that they had fallen into the trap of this sound. 
There, 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 there is a sound. Do you, do you know the sound? Can you recognize the sound? I, I, I love when I go to restaurants um, and, and I sit in a restaurant and, and, I'll, and I'll hear a song playing. You're, and like at like Chili's or like at a restaurant, there's a song playing on in the restaurant. And then you start eating your food, you start talking, and eventually you don't even realize there's music playing in the background. It's like when you first came to middle school, you noticed there was a sound. There was a distinct sound, something that was different, something that was off, something that you would never stand for. But then as the year kind of went on, as you went from sixth grade to seventh grade, Seventh graders, as you went from seventh grade to eighth graders, and I'm talking to eighth graders, it's like you don't even recognize the sound anymore because you've been bowing to it, you've been thinking it, you've been singing it, you've been dancing to it, and now you're bowing to it. And, you know, the third point that I want to make tonight, the third thing I want you to be aware of that we will choose to not bow to is this, don't bow to the fight. Don't bow to the fight. And here's why I want you to, to know not to bow, guys, to the fight. It says that because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow when everybody else was bowing. Here's what happened. King Nebuchadnezzar uh, was in his palace, and somebody saw that there was three people that weren't bowing when everybody else bowed. So you know what ended up happening is because they took notice of it, they started talking about it. See, people will start taking notice when you stop bowing to the thing they're bowing to. People are aware of what you, the choices you're making, the things that you're thinking about, the decisions that you're, you're following through. But people are noticing these things, and they went to King Nebuchadnezzar, and when they found King Nebuchadnezzar, they said to him, they said, hey, you know, there's three guys that when the sound started playing, they didn't bow to it. And so you made a creed. You said, if they don't bow to it, they have to be thrown in the fiery furnace. Well, their names are, and he name dropped them. He said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So the king um, orders that they be brought in. And so they're brought before him. And these young teenagers, 11 to 13 year olds are standing before a king. And he says, listen, I, I know that you didn't bow when everybody else bowed, but I'm gonna give you a second chance. So when the music plays, the next time around, I want you to bow. Now, the thing is, is that, and I want you to, to be aware of this, beware of the second chances. Because the enemy is going to play it this way, guys. He's going to say, hey, I know that you didn't, uh, you didn't give in this time because your Christian friends were around you. So I'm going to make sure that next time they're not there. So when the music plays, I'm going to need you to bow. Hey, I know that you decided that you were going to stand up for yourself and you weren't going to do this. But next time they invite you to try it, I'm going to make sure it's out of sleepover and you know you don't have to go home the next day so you won't get caught. So when the music starts playing, I'm going to need you to bow down. And so the next time around, you know, he's saying, the enemy comes to him and he says, Hey, hey, I know you said that you were going to save yourself till marriage. I know that, that you, you did good with this last boy, but I'm going to send you another one. And when he comes around and he starts pressuring you, I'm going to need you to bow down. And so there's going to be second chances where the enemy's going to say, now I know that you didn't do it this time, so I'm going to play the music again. And when the music starts playing, I'm going to need you to bow down. 
See, see, if the enemy could get you to bow down, he could get you to be under his control. See, see, here's the thing. It's like he's saying, I, I know that you're into this whole Jesus thing right now. And, uh, and I know that you're, you're standing up for what you believe in at school. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure that your best friend's dad loses his job. So then they're going to have to move to a different school district. And I'm going to see how you do without your Christian friends at school. So when the music starts playing, I'm going to need you to bow down. And, and what eventually ends up happening is you might have got away with it one time, maybe twice. But the enemy's going to keep coming at you. He's going to keep playing that sound. He's going to say, all right, all right, I know you didn't do it that time. But see, I'm going to need you to do it this time. Hey, I know that you didn't try it with your friends when they offered it to you that one time. But the next time it comes around, I'm going to need you to bow down. Hey, I know that you, uh, you, you say that you're a believer. And I know that you're willing to stand and you're taking notes right now. And this message is really hitting home and you feel like God's speaking to you. But tomorrow when you go back to school and the sound starts playing again, I'm going to need you to bow down. And so what ends up happening is we, we, we get the sound, a new sound that's rising up that's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for what I believe in. I'm not going to be disrespectful to my teachers. I'm going to honor my mother and father. Uh, I'm going to get good grades. And it's a different sound. It's a sound of leadership. It's a sound of a called generation. It's a sound of a generation with a voice that says, I'm not going to bow down because everybody else is bowing down. I'm going to stand up because I believe in something that is beyond this world. I believe in someone who is greater than I. There's something beyond what the music is playing. There's a different sound. And so the enemy wants you to bow down. He's going to give you a second chance. He's going to give you another chance. Hey, I know that you didn't make fun of that kid that last time. But if you don't want to get bullied, next time I need you to bow down. Hey, I know that... Uh, I know you're trying to figure out uh, whether or not you believe in Jesus, you know, and so next time when, uh, when your friends that you come to church with and they start checking out, I'm going to need you to check out because when that sound starts playing, I can't afford for you to bow down to it. There's a different sound that's being played. And so before you know it, before you know it, you start bowing to a sound that you never thought that you'd bow to. But before you know it, young person, you, you start realizing, man, I, I was never gonna do this, but I've been caught up in, in the sound. I looked around and I saw that there was people that were bowing down around me. And I, and I told myself I was never gonna do this. I told myself that I, I was never gonna try that. I, I told myself that I, I was gonna be different. But I started looking at the people around me and I started realizing they were bowing down. But inside, I believe that there's something different about me. I'm not supposed to bow down to this sound, the sound that this culture is making, the sound that's being played at your schools. There's, there's something different inside of you that is drawing you to something greater. You, you can feel it. You don't know how to have language for it. You don't know how to communicate it, but it's God. So the fourth point I want to give you is this. Don't bow to out of fear. Don't bow out of fear. It says that King Nebuchadnezzar, he brought these guys in because they wouldn't bow to a sound. And it says that because they, they wouldn't bow to this, this sound that was being played, 
uh, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you in a fiery furnace. You're going to die. You're going to lose your life. This is going to hurt you. This is going to cost you something. See, if the enemy can't get you to bow to a sound, if the enemy cannot get you to bow to pressure, if the enemy cannot get you to bow to the fight, he has a fourth tactic, and it's a tactic called fear. And the enemy will try to use fear. And to, he'll start saying things to you, things like this. If you don't give in, you're never going to have good friends. Hey, hey, young person, if you don't start doing this, no boy's ever going to love you. Hey, if you don't do what everybody else is doing, everybody's going to start thinking you're a square. They'll start making fun of you. Hey, if you don't bow to this, no one's going to invite you out. Do you understand that he uses fear as a tactic? If you don't bow, you're going to get bullied every single day. Is that, is that what you want? And so the enemy is going to use fear as a tactic to get you to bow to something you would never bow to. And for some of you, you started talking a way that you knew you never used to talk like that. Every once in a while, you catch yourself and you realize, wow, I've really drifted far. Every once in a while, you start realizing, I never used to be for this. Every once in a while, God begins to stop you and shake you and you realize, wow, I'm starting to sound like everybody else. Every once in a while, you'll be doing the same thing like everybody else and then God will stop the track of the sound and you'll realize, I'm so far from where I used to be. There's a sound that is being played today that if you're not careful, you may not even like it but it will get stuck in your head and you'll start singing it and you'll start dancing to it and you'll start bowing to it. But God is looking for a group of young people that will say, no matter what the sound is, no matter how many times the devil tries to switch it up and give it a remix, I'm never bowing to that sound again. And so King Nebuchadnezzar, he decides, he says, you know what, since you're not gonna bow, when the sounds play, I'm gonna throw you in this furnace. I'm gonna throw you in this fire. And it says that he threw the three people in the fire and he turned it up seven times hotter and the people that threw them in died. And it says that when they were in the fire, he chucked them in, closed the door and King Nebuchadnezzar thought this was the end of it. But he turned and he looked again. He said, I thought we only threw three men in the fire, but I see a fourth man in the fire right now. Could it be? He looks like the son of God. Could it be that Jesus is in the fire with you? And I came to tell somebody today that you may not get invited. You may not get a call back. You may lose some friends, but my God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you I will be with you in the fire that if anybody tries to stand against you my God is for me my God will be with me and I'm going to stand it out because he who goes before me and behind me is on my rear guard so come hell or high water I'm standing this thing out for what I believe in does anybody else believe that God is with you in the fire I'm standing come on man let's take it out
Real quick. Real quick. I want to read a verse to you. I want to read a verse to you. It's found in John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus said this. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone, everybody say anyone, who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this? Listen, we are standing right now. But I believe that there are groups of us, probably, probably by even close to a hundred of us in this room, probably, that, that really are not standing for what we believe in. We're not actually standing for Jesus. And maybe you, you've never come to church. Maybe church is in your thing. Maybe this, you're like, what is this all about? But I, but I felt like when you were talking to me, you were, you were shaking something inside of me. And I want to tell you guys, there's a God that loves you. His name is Jesus. And he's the one that when you are tossed in the fire, he'll be in there with you. He said, I'll never, ever leave you nor forsake you. When your friends leave you, when that relationship breaks apart and they leave you, even when your mother or your father leaves you, he said, I'll never leave you. I will never turn my back on you. I will never turn my hand against you. I am for you and not against you. And young person, you need to know that the most important decision you will ever make is where will you go when you breathe your last breath? Because the truth is, guys, we are all going to breathe our last breath. And I want to know, are you going to live forever? Or are you going to let this be the end of your life? So I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if you're ready to give your life to Jesus and say, I'm going to stand for this, even if everybody else bows, I'm going to stand for what I believe in. One. Jesus loves you so much he died on the cross for your sins and rose from the grave so that you could have life in him Two, today is the day of salvation if you're ready to make this decision and give your life to Jesus completely who cares what everybody else thinks around you raise your hand in this air right now let me see let me connect with your hands it's amazing keep your hands up in the air It's incredible. So many hands up in the air. I want you to look to your left, look to your right. I want you to look at the person that is standing next to you with their arm up. You need to be there for these people. This is not one of those events that we just, we just say, okay, I'm going to give my life to Jesus because the message was good. No, this is a life sentence. This is a life calling. This is going to cost you. Yeah, people are probably going to leave you in your friend group. Yet people might not invite you out to the party. But the truth is, guys, is that God is never going to leave you. There is no other friend like the lonely friend named Jesus. And so I want to I pray for you right now. If you, if you would just bow your heads right now. If you just bow your heads in this place. And if we could all just say this prayer together as a family. Just say something like this. Mean it in your heart. Just say something like this. Jesus, I give my life to you. I will stand because you've called me to stand. Even if I get thrown in the fire, I know 
the fire that burns within me is hotter. And so I will stand. I will follow you. I will trust you. I know you'll never leave me. So right now, come into my life. Come into my heart and save me. And everybody said, amen. Can we celebrate the people who gave their life to the Lord?